Welcome to the Homeschool Art Revolution Podcast. I'm Lotus Stewart, a homeschooling mom of two creative teenagers and the founder of Art History Kids. Join me each week for simple yet powerful ideas and insights that will keep your homeschool infused with intentional art explorations, engaging conversation, and bursting with joyful creativity. Vincent Van Gogh famously said, Paintings have a life of their own that derives from the painter's soul. And it's so true. There are so many fascinating artists to study, and each one offers our kids an opportunity to see the world in a new and exciting way, and to use what they learn as inspiration for their own expressive art. Bringing art history into your homeschool can be effortless and fun, and I'm excited to show you how. Make sure to subscribe to the Homeschool Art Revolution podcast wherever you listen and join me on July 31st when the show will debut. I can't wait to chat soon. Until then, stay inspired. Wow, it's hard to believe that it's already 2023. I cannot believe how quickly last year flew by. Hopefully you and your family had a really wonderful holiday break, whether you traveled and went away or just stayed at home. Hopefully it was a really fun time where you just had a moment to connect. And I know that so many wonderful families participated in the Nutcracker art experience this year that we host every year at Art History Kids. It was so phenomenal to see all of the art that kids created and to hear stories about kids who had been perfectionists or kids who had struggled with abstract art before or just all of these different things and all of the amazing breakthroughs that were happening that week just with a tiny little art prompt. So In today's episode, I want to focus on how we can keep that magic of the holiday art projects that we so many of us did with our kids and keep them alive, infuse our homeschool with them throughout the rest of the school year and every day. So it doesn't have to be the kind of thing where we save art or art history just for special occasions like breaks from school. I know that that's the way that so many families think about art because it does feel like an elective for so many. And that's how a lot of us were taught in our schools. Art was an elective. But as you know, art is so essential for so many reasons, for kids' fine motor development, for their ability to express themselves, their individuality, um, just have an outlet for their emotions, a tool for mental health, a really fun tactile or kinesthetic activity. It's a wonderful brain break from all the different academics you might be doing. So there's all of these great, wonderful things that art can offer to us. And we have this wonderful opportunity to continue to invite it into our schools um, day after day, week after week, month after month. It doesn't have to end with the fun of the holidays. I know that 
there's this kind of pressure that we can feel when we finish a break from school, um, like the one that so many of us just had, where we feel like, oh, we've been away from our regular reading and math and all the different things that we normally do, and it's time to get back to business. But in this episode, I really want to encourage you to consider the importance of art and all of those magical things that you saw happening with your kids, whether it was just their joyful, fun, the smile that you saw as they were creating, or the curiosity, that sense of wonder, um, or just the confidence in tackling a new idea and actually succeeding and knowing now that there's this growth mindset that happens when you do art like that, that there's no tutorial, there's no demonstration, you had an idea, you made it work, that there's nothing that can beat that confidence. So kids are so, so creative. It's really their basic identity is that they are creators. They are creative from the moment they can hold a crayon and in many cases, even sooner. So it's our job to just kind of keep it in the mix in whatever way we can. And that's going to look different for everyone because um, some of us, you know, our kids are different ages. We have different amounts of time that we can dedicate to things, but there are so many ways that we can do this. It's not a one size fits all approach, but it is so important because when you ignore art, when you forget about it, when you do just put it off for the next holiday break, you really miss out on not only that opportunity for growth and curiosity and making connections with different academic subjects that you're studying in your school, but the ripple effect that it creates. So you never know what would have happened if you had infused even just a little bit, even five minutes here and there, it really does make a huge difference and add up over time. And so it's so worthwhile to take a look at what we can do to continue to bring it in consistently to our homeschools. So I recently um, heard this really cool kind of method, methodology. I don't know what to call it. It was really cool though. It was if you're um, tr- if you're looking at something that seems challenging to you to just kind of change your mindset about it and remember the word leaf. So it stands for light, easy, aligned, and fun. So reframe whatever is seeming challenging in the moment. In this case, maybe it's bringing in art consistently into your homeschool and ask yourself, how can I make this light, easy, aligned, and fun? And maybe it's not sitting down and having a whole hour long block of time once a week. Maybe it's a five minute conversation here or there. Maybe it looks like a spontaneous art trip. So I have a few ideas I want to share with you. Um, I have seven ideas and hopefully they will spark even more ideas for you. If they do, I would love to hear them. Please tag me on Instagram at Art History Kids and let's chat about what your ideas, what came up for you as you heard these. But here's what I have. These can all be done with very little prep. You don't need to have any research or supplies ready in many cases. Um, Some of them involve going out. Some of them you can do at home. So there's a variety here. So the first one is Browse Google Arts and Culture. I love this website. I will link to it in the show notes here. This is such a cool website because you can not only search a lot of different art, But the magnification tool that it gives you is outstanding. You can literally zoom in and see the cracks in the paint or the brush strokes in a Van Gogh. You can see all of these details. It is 
not quite as good as being at the art museum, but it is a very close second. So one idea is just go to Google Arts and Culture one day, search a random painting, whether it's a famous artist or an unknown artist, you can just browse by subjects, you can browse by different media like photography and sculpture. So there's a wonderful opportunity to kind of branch out from the usual things that you might look at and just spend five minutes looking at that art together, having an open-ended conversation. And that is inspiring. That alone, you don't need to feel like you have to do any more than that sometimes. If you just have five minutes, don't discount the power of just doing a small, short, looking, observing, and chatting about what you see. The second idea is if you have a museum membership, or if your museum in your city or town has a free day that you can go to, it can be really fun to just go with no agenda. Just show up at the museum. And if you have heard me talk about taking kids to art museums before, you'll know that I recommend you know, not spending very long, you can kind of gauge it by how old your kids are, how interested they are. But the key to museum trips with kids is to leave before they're ready to leave. You want to leave them wanting more. You want them to be excited to go back the next time and not remember it like, oh my gosh, she dragged me around that museum for hours and I couldn't wait to get home. I was so hungry. I just wanted to play a video game or whatever. So we can just go in, let your kids lead you to a painting, just say, or a sculpture, whatever. Let's just find something that interests you and let them lead you to it. And then don't read the plaque right away. First, just look at it, have an open-ended conversation, kind of ask your kids, what do they see? What do they think about it? And then maybe at the end of that conversation, you can learn a little bit more from the plaque. A lot of times, the docents and the security guards are a wealth of information. So they, if they're especially friendly, if they notice that you're paying close attention to one painting and they happen to know something, maybe you'll get lucky and they'll come over and share fun facts with you. That's happened to us so many times over the years. And then go home after that. You don't have to stay there and look at everything, especially that's why I preface this with if you have a membership or if your museum has a free day, because it doesn't, you don't feel obligated at that point to kind of get your money's worth out of the admission that you paid for your whole family to get into the museum that day. You can go and look at one painting and go home. And that painting is so much more memorable now because it's the one that you spent time looking at. You really actively looked at it. You didn't just walk by 30 paintings and kind of glance at them for 30 seconds each. It's so much more meaningful. If your kids are excited to look at more paintings, of course, don't just drag them away if they want to keep going. You could look at a few more. Sometimes it's fun to take a break out in the sculpture garden or have a little snack in the cafe and then see a few more things. But really kind of pay close attention to your kids here and see Follow their lead, see how interested they are and how engaged and leave them wanting more. uh, Oh, and don't forget, on your way out, go to the gift shop and pick up a couple of postcards. These are the best. These are the best for just putting in your morning basket, for reminding kids of what you saw together, for bringing something back later to kind of circle back and revisit an artist or a painting or a sculpture and talk about it from a different angle, from a different point of view and contexts of a different subject that you're learning that it connects to. 
I love to pick up those postcards in the museum gift shop. So be sure to check that out on your way out the door. The third idea is to just leave an art invitation out for your kids. And I learned about this when my kids were so small. These art invitations are truly magical. All you do is gather up a couple of art supplies and depending on your kids' ages, these will be different, of course, but maybe you pick an unusual combination or something that they haven't used for a while or something that's their very favorite that they use all the time and just leave it out and for them to find. And when they stumble across it, they will be so excited to stop what they're doing and start creating some art. And it will be so much fun to see what they create from just not expecting to make art that day. And then they find this really fun setup of art supplies and they have an opportunity to create whatever they want. Another idea is to go art cart shopping. So recently I posted a video on the Homeschool Art Revolution YouTube channel about a $5 five minute art cart refresh for the new year. So this can be so much fun if you're, you know, maybe attaching it to another errand you're running, you're out that day, or maybe this is a dedicated trip you're just gonna go and browse around the art store. I love to actually go to the art store. It's always so convenient to order things online, but there's something really fun about being in the art store. They have samples of things out for you to try. You can see, does this you know, oil pastel color differently than this one? What colors do these come in? You can just see things for yourself in person. It's really fun. And you could simplify this even. It doesn't have to be at the actual art store, although that's really, really fun to do. This could even be as simple as the, you know, the art aisle at a office supply store or go to Target and it could just be look at the Crayola section of, you know, school supplies, colored pencils, markers, crayons and get something new. In that video um, that I just posted, I said never discount the power of a new box of crayons, a new box of crayons. There is something really, really inviting about that. So you can literally go to the store and spend $1.99 and come home and have truly inspired kids ready to create. So a quick art cart shopping trip or an art cart refresh, if you want to look at that video and do that with your kids, it's just a simple matter of reorganizing what you already have sometimes to make it more appealing, to make it more inviting and to kind of spark that imagination. Another idea is to find an artist quote, and I have so many on the website. You, you can Google, you know, artist's name plus quote and find so many amazing artist quotes. But this is a different way where you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to get out art supplies, but you just present your kids with an idea from an artist, tell them what the artist said in that quote, and then maybe over lunch, or if you're driving to piano lesson or to pick something up, have a car conversation. I love to have these conversations in the car. Um, and at mealtimes, these are two great times to bring conversation in. So just ask them, what do you think about this? And what do you think they meant by that? And how do you see it in, in the work that they created? So this can lead to a really fun conversation with your kids that kind of you can um, use this later when you do have a moment to learn more about that artist or try a technique that they're known for. This can be a really fun kind of preliminary setup for more to come later, but it's just wonderful on its own. 
Another idea is a trip to the library. So libraries are full of amazing books about artists. You can go to the kids section and find so many storybooks. You can go to the adult section and find volumes of books that you can browse through and just look at so much amazing art. So you can check these books out if you want to, or just take a half hour and see what you can see and then leave them there. So you don't need to worry about returning the books later, but just kind of, it's like a, it's like a virtual uh, museum day, but in person. So it's kind of halfway in between Google arts and culture and going to the art museum. Um, but it's really fun sometimes to just get out of the house. And if you're at the library anyway, it might be fun just to pull a book off the shelf and read it there and then put it back. You don't have to bring it home with you, but if your kids love it, why not? You could have it for a couple of weeks and read it a few more times. And then the last idea is there are so many resources on the Art History Kids blog. We have a learning library that's full of fun activity ideas, things you can do with your kids. So if all of this seems too overwhelming, not light, easy, aligned, and fun enough, just go to the Art History Kids website, arthistorykids.com, um, click the blog link, scroll down. You, there's a search box. You can search by artist if you want to and see what we have there. And hopefully something there will be a wonderful resource for you to bring a tiny bit of art into your home that day. Of course, we also have so many wonderful resources for you. If you would like to go deeper, we have the Magnificent Modern Art Course, which covers 10 spectacular artists. There are workshops. Um, you can always hop on the uh, wait list for the studio, which opens a couple times each year. And I have a really exciting new project coming out soon. I will be sharing more very soon about that. But soon there will be another um, resource for learning about art history with your kids. And I am so excited to see what you will do with these ideas. Please make sure to tag me, tag me um, at Art History Kids on Instagram if you use one of these ideas or just email me, come into the Facebook group. We have a wonderful um, free Facebook group you can join and it's a fun place to share your art too there. So don't feel guilty for creating time and space for art in your homeschool. You're not pushing aside something else more important when you do that. Art is just as important as all those other subjects for so many reasons. There are volumes and volumes of research that says so. So remind yourself of that if you feel guilty. This is your permission slip. Art is so important. Our kids need it. It gives them something that nothing else can. And art history gives a special twist to art that really activates our curiosity, our imagination, our interest in the past, and our wonder about the future. So don't save art for special occasions. Bring it into your homeschool, your lifestyle, all the time, and just watch what your kids will create. It will be truly spectacular. All right, I'll be back for another podcast soon. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe, share this with your friends, leave a review. I'm so thrilled to be here where we can chat together like this. And until next time, stay inspired.